You're an entrepreneur, so of course you're always bursting with ideas. But how do you turn an idea into income? How do you make sure it's something that really sells? Well, that's exactly what I'm diving into in this episode. As always, I'll lean on my personal experience as well as what works for my clients so you can really mould my advice to suit you. Enjoy. Welcome to the Upgrade Your Education Business podcast. I'm your host, Samantha, and I'm so pleased you're here. As an education business owner myself and a former teacher, I understand the nuances that only apply to us. So in this podcast, I share fluff-free, tailored and actionable ideas that you can mould to suit your needs. If you'd like to take this conversation further, please do reach out. I would love to meet you. And finally, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review. That way, you'll be helping me help more people. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy. So it's my 100th episode. I really can't believe it because the commitment phobe in me was scared of making any kind of long-term commitment when I thought of starting this podcast. But thanks to your loyalty and the growing weekly listenership, alongside the really encouraging messages I receive from so many of you, I keep going each week with a smile on my face. So as a huge thank you for helping me reach this milestone, I'm dedicating this episode to a topic that I usually only reserve for paid clients, mainly because how you take an idea to income is going to be so different for each person. But I've drawn together a few staple things that apply to every situation. I haven't included things like marketing because I have plenty of episodes dedicated to those topics. So let's get started. Firstly, the most important thing is to trust and love your idea first. I mean, really trust and love it. Whenever I guide people through making a new idea a reality, every single person goes through this one phase, doubting themselves. Call it imposter syndrome, a wobble, whatever you want. The point is, it is totally natural to have that moment where you just need some validation that you're on the right path. I need it often too. So if you're at that stage, don't worry. It really is totally normal. It isn't necessarily a sign that your idea isn't a good one. It's just your brain trying to protect you. And it's all part of taking yourself out of the safe zone and trying new things. But to really pull ourselves out of this, we have to trust and love our idea. And that means more than thinking strategically. Strategically, you might think how it's a great way for you to scale your business or it's a great moneymaker. But in those deer in headlight moments, all that strategy goes out of the window. So here are three things you can try right now. I'll go through them and then you can pause the episode or rewind to have a go at them. Firstly, think of an idea you have right now, one that you would love to take action on or one that you're just about to take action on. Now, these ideas don't have to be grand. They could be something like a new offering in your business or they could be something smaller like deciding to go on video more. It could be a great lead magnet idea. You get the gist. So write that down and now do these three things. Number one, list all the reasons why you love this idea. You can include the financial potential it has, but go beyond it. Something like, I love that this will bring me more money because, and finish that sentence. What is that money going to enable? Will it help you leave your job? Will it help you afford the amazing thing you've been saving up for? Will it enable you to buy that one thing you've wanted for your loved one? Will it give you stability? The real key here is to find the reasons that are close to your heart because when things get tough, 
Those are what will help you keep your nerve and stay motivated. The second thing to do is to tune into why you trust your idea. Let's say it's a new offer in your business. List all the ways it's going to help your clients make their lives easier and make them feel great. Get excited for how it's going to impact the people that you're so passionate about helping. And if you can, go one step further and list exactly how you'll be making that impact. So here's an example. I'll be able to help more students through my new group class because the small size will give them the close relationship of a one-to-one lesson while having the opportunity to learn from peers. Or you could say I'm excited to go on video because it will help my future clients get to know me, experience my personality and be excited to work with me. And the third thing is to practice actually talking about it. Talk to yourself. I do it all the time. Tell other people. Pretend you're telling someone about this idea. Doing that helps you get absolute clarity on the idea. It helps you feel confident to actually speak to new people about it. And actually, it really helps you sell it with confidence. So pause or rewind now if you're in a position to and have a go at listing those things. Now, this first step is such an important part of turning an idea into income because unless you really believe in it and love it first, it's going to be hard for anyone else to. Put it this way, if we see sales as an exchange of energy, then when you're excited and passionate about your idea, the person you're speaking to will reflect off that. Also, it's a great way to pull yourself out of the haze of self-doubt. Because these lists keep you focused on all the positives and meaningful reasons why you love your idea. It gives you a clear way of making sure it is indeed a robust idea that will positively impact your clients. Now, my second tip is a really strategic one, and it's to make sure that your idea is aligned with the people who your idea is aimed at. This is really important because things only work when they work and they work when they are suited to the specific needs of our clients. So let's say you want to come up with a revision guide for students who are currently achieving a low grade. Now, when a student is on a low grade, it usually knocks their confidence. They often become disengaged and they don't usually trust their own abilities to independently work through a book. So what can you do? Well, you don't have to scrap the guide, but maybe you could have some videos to accompany it. Or maybe you could use it as a resource in a blended learning solution where there is some live input from you. So earlier I mentioned about not just focusing on how it benefits you or the finances. In this example, selling a revision guide would give you great passive income, but it would only give you that passive income if it was aligned with your target audience, because if it's not aligned, it won't sell. So usually when we come up with something new, we're driven by our desires. Things like I need to release time. I can't keep transacting my time for money. I need to work less and earn more. All of that is great. These are our businesses. They should serve us and give us what we want. But for that to happen, as I mentioned earlier, we need sales. Otherwise, the idea just stays at the idea stage. So we have to intentionally focus on aligning our ideas to our target clients. We need to put ourselves in their shoes. Imagine how they feel when they need our idea, how they'll feel when they've used it and so on. That way we can really make sure that our idea is as strong as it can be and as sellable as it can be. Now, this isn't me telling you that you need lots of bells and whistles. If you're a regular listener of this podcast, you might recall a recent story of how I helped a client get his group classes full by stripping away all the extras he was offering. 
He was adding so many things just so that people would really feel like they were getting value for money, that he was flooding them, he was confusing them and he was overwhelming them. So sometimes less is more, but more to the point, thinking about the nuances that apply to our future clients is really powerful. My third tip is to make sure that you have what it takes to deliver on your promise. This is probably an unexpected one. You maybe didn't expect me to talk about it, but I'm going to because it is really important and it can stop that feeling of imposter syndrome. It's really easy to say, excellent, I've run a successful tutoring business for a year. Let me teach others how to do it. Or great, I've looked at some past entrance exam papers. Let me start offering entrance exam tutoring to my students. Now, this isn't me saying not to be ambitious or to only stick to what you know. Not at all. When I was a teacher, I predominantly taught computer science and business studies because of my background, both professionally and academically. There was a little bit of English in there because I said that I really wanted to do that. But those were my main subjects. But I was passionate about teaching English. So when I left teaching, I retrained, so to speak. I offered computer science and business studies tuition until I was confident that I had enough knowledge and skill to teach English. Now that's what I'm known for amongst the community of parents who hire me. In fact, I know English better than my original subjects. So you can definitely learn, but experience also plays a really huge part. I was honest with parents and told them what my main subjects were. Those who were happy to trust me in the early days did, and thanks to them, I gained the experience to call myself an English tutor and deliver the impact and results that I actually promise. So here's why this concept of making sure you come from a place of integrity with what you offer is so important. The passport to long-term and continued success is reputation. You can launch a course and it will be a sellout, but if you haven't delivered to the standard people expect, or if it's obvious that you don't have the depth of knowledge to support varying needs and unexpected situations, your next cohort for your course isn't going to be a sellout. It will give you short-term success. If you are a tutor, then when you launch, if your marketing and visibility and everything is great, you might get lots and lots of inquiries and attract lots of students, but you'll only retain them if you show that you have that depth of experience and that you know your subject really, really well. And you know what? It isn't even about success. Surely we want to feel great in our business. Are we going to feel great if we continually feel like someone's going to catch us out? So we can avoid this feeling by committing to learning, by accepting that we need experience, which takes time, and trusting that when we're honest with people, they will give us the opportunity to gain that much needed experience. So I'm going to stop there because I have other episodes that are around taking ideas to income. I did that topic. I did two parts actually a long time ago where I did talk about sales and marketing and I've got plenty of other episodes around that. Thank you for joining me with my 100th episode. And if you're a regular listener, thank you for joining me all of this time and encouraging me to keep going. You'll hear from me on Wednesday, but this is the end of this season. So after Wednesday, I'll be taking a week break and then I'll be back for season 11. Thanks again for joining me and spending your time with me. You'll hear from me on Wednesday. Would you like to take this discussion further? Perhaps you have some questions or you'd like more ideas on tailoring your business. If so, book a free discovery call through the link in the show notes.